with a big welcome for Pastor Ray Friesen. It's down to five minutes now, is it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why I'm up here, because there are great fathers in the, you know, in the, in the pews. Uh, but certainly, uh, I'm not up here because I think I'm a particularly great father or, uh, or outstanding in any way. And you'll hear as I go through this. Okay. Sorry. All the kids, you can go downstairs. I'm so sorry. Children, you may go. So I gained a minute. Yeah. But, but what, what, I, what I can tell you is that, you know, I'm, I'm old enough and my children are old enough and I have grandchildren that, you know, I've learned a few lessons and a few valuable insights into fatherhood. And I'd be happy to share some of that with you for what it's worth to you. What I did, though, my family is here and they're wondering what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I know it. Because there are stories, there are stories I could tell you, but most of those stories I would, I would probably share more one-on-one with you rather than... I, I was warned, it's the church setting. So I will respect that. But I do need my glasses just a minute. So what I did, actually, um, I, I asked at work, I asked about six people of different backgrounds. Uh, as a Colombian, uh, Ecuadorian, uh, Nufi... Uh, three Indians, and I asked them, and, and, and that's the ethnicities, and the religious backgrounds in that group would be Catholicism, uh, Muslim, Hindu, and Sikh. So I asked them to see if they would be willing to just send me some bullets. Uh, we have that kind of relationship at work. Some bullets on what they felt you know, were characteristics of a good father. And I know you're going to hear three of us today, but it's going to be repetitious. Because I can tell, by, regardless of your background, it's pretty repetitious. You know, what it means to be, to be a genuine father. So I'll just run through them quickly. Uh, the first one said, honesty, reliability, trustworthiness, man of God, able to listen without judging, alignment between words and actions, respect toward his children's mom, whether they are together or not. Uh, commitment in every way, whether this is a consequence given to his child or bad, for bad behavior or a reward for something he, she did good. Once promised, he makes sure to follow through. Sense of safety went around him. Second one said, be a good provider, always be there for them, being a good listener, knowing their friends, spending quality time, sharing time with the whole family, picnics, vacations, etc., giving sound advice when it is needed. Um, let your kids make mistakes and learn from them. Let them be who they want to be and support it. Be proud of them and tell them. And these are all unedited, it's exactly the way they came to me. Third one said, a father is a good role model to his children in formation of good values, most especially when it comes to one's spiritual life. Uh, describing a father is a very personal manner. I love my father because he always made me feel loved despite his human weakness. He showed strength of character by never abandoning all his children and providing for them no matter what. He taught me the art of forgiveness and the humility to ask for forgiveness. He taught me how to respect the elders and to respect the time of others by being punctual. I could learn a little bit about that. He taught me to be giving, loving, and caring. He taught us, his children, he taught us, his children, the, the importance of a family and appreciate one another. He always made sure everyone gathered together, unmarried, married children, and their children, every Sunday after Mass at his house for a family bonding. Memories that bring smile to our hearts. 
The fourth one said, he's a good disciplinarian. He allows his kids to make mistakes. He's open-minded. He teaches his children to appreciate things. He accepts that his kids aren't exactly like him. He spends quality time with his children. He leads by example. The uh, second last one said, my list as follows. Honesty, reliability, trustworthiness, man of God, able to listen without judging, alignment between words and actions, respect toward his children's mom, commitment in every way. Oh, I may have duplicated one there. Just a second here. Did I get this wrong? Okay, yes, sorry. That was a repeat. Fifth one was, <clears throat> a good father should be honest, hardworking, don't force his dreams on children. Let them find a way, their way to be successful in their life. Be positive and disciplined. The last one said, someone who enjoys music, his and mine. And I want my family to listen to this next one. Loves to sing and dance. It didn't say loves to sing if he can sing. But I get shut down all the time, trust me. For good reason, though. Talk to his kids and grandchildren, always the truth. Hardworking person, honest, loyal, considerate, motivator, enthusiastic, shows affection to my mother all the time. So that's kind of a list from a real cross-section of, of people. And it's interesting how it's just all quite repetitive, isn't it? You know, we all need some certain, certain performance characteristics from our fathers to help us start out and, and you know, with the, with the right steps in life. In my travels... So I have about six little points here I want to touch on. In my travels, I have learned some things. I've traveled quite a bit over the years. I've met a lot of families. Sometimes I travel, with, in, in, in the business people bring their families to dinner. Others are very independent of their families. But some things I've learned is that, is that if you don't make time for your family, they will learn to live life without you. Don't wait till it's too late. <clears throat> Hiding behind false justifications, like I've got to get my career established. I have to do this. I have to do that. There is a way to find balance in life. You know, it, it, you know, the seasonality of, you know, of life happens. There will be seasons where you can spend less time with your family, you have to work harder, or whatever may be the case. But reality is that if you try, you can find enough balance to spend time with your family. And I can tell you, from my travels, I have seen a lot of broken families. And you talk. You know, when, you're, when you're overseas and you have evenings and days with people, you talk about stuff. And sometimes it's really interesting to, 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 to listen to them when they start talking about their families, you know, how the, the ones with the joy in their hearts, where their families are a unit, and you can tell it's so important to them, more important than the business. And then you have those who uh, don't talk long about that and explain to you where they all are and how they're on their second or third marriage and why it didn't work out. And they have kids scattered about, you know. And I'm telling you, in all of those, it is, it is worth, worth the effort to make sure you make time for your family, build into their lives. As a father, you should want your children's respect more than their friendship. Modern, modern world seems to be, you know, you hear a lot, I want to be my daughter's best friend, I want to be my son's best friend. You know, reality is, you know, they, they need best friends, but you're not the one. You know, they need best friends that will cover their lifetime. You're going to be gone way before they're done. You know, but they, that doesn't mean you can't have good relationships with them, but they need to respect you. If you want to teach them something, if you want to pass on and pay forward values, you need to have their respect. That's far more important than trying to be their friend. And sometimes the two are in conflict. And that's, uh, I just want to touch on that a little bit. Third one is, in my opinion, there is nothing more important than unconditional acceptance of who your children are as individuals. They are from you, but they are not you. My, my parents, I had the good fortune of growing up with parents that were very loving. They were very loving, they were very real. 
And ours was a home where people would show up, mom would run down to the freezer, pull out some more food. There was always room at the table, and there was always a bed to sleep in. We became a little bit, I grew up in a home where, you know, where, where the extended family, my, my parents' family, some of them had, had, had issues. There was alcoholism, there was many, many issues. And they would come for rejuvenation, for refreshment, for a place where they could just recover a little bit. They would show up at mom and dad's. So I, I had that good fortune, and well, the one thing I learned from that is that they just, they just, they just didn't judge people. They didn't, they didn't hold grudges. They didn't, uh, they didn't carry a load, a burden on their shoulder. You know, they, they, they would, I think, the best way to put it is they would remember the best and forget the rest. And I think that's a really good way to live in our, in our families. Remember the best, forget the rest. You know, and it's not hard to forget the rest if you really work on remembering the best and exploiting that. You know, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. Did I mention forgiveness? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real important. It's real important in our family lives, just as much as it is in our friendships, and, in, 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 and we talk about it in church. You know, we can, how can we love unconditionally if we can't treat, teach ourselves how to properly forgive and forget? I mean, loving unconditionally and forgiveness are so tied together. Yeah. The fourth one is, my siblings will have significant confrontations that may not be easily resolved at times. But as a father, I really believe that our role is to counsel encouragingly, promoting resolution, again, forgiveness, unity, and love. You know, there are certain things that are just not on the table to be traded away, no matter what the situation. Our job is to restore health in the family as a father. I really believe that. We don't always do that well, but when it works, it's great. You know, and it's, it's important, but we never stop trying. Yeah. You can choose your friends, but you cannot choose your family. You've heard that, right? Often in a negative context. Man, my family. Ah, oh, it's family gathering. i got to go. But it really isn't. I mean, our family is God's gift to us. Why can't we treat it as such? You know, we don't have a choice in that. He says, here are the people I want you to grow up with and to live with. So we need to make that work. And that's, that's part of developing ourselves. And when we resist that, we're less for it. And the last one, and this is one that is the saving grace, absolutely for every father, and take this one to heart. Truth be known, your children desperately need you to be real. They don't need you to be perfect, because you're not, and they know it, and they see it every day. They know you just as well as you know you, you know, and it's important thing is they need you to be real. Be an example for them. Demonstrate humility. Never be too proud to apologize. Reminding them how much you love them, asking for their forgiveness when you mess up. My kids know it. We've been there many times. And don't be too macho or too proud to shed tears with your family and with your children. We've been there many times, too. But it's a family is a complicated part of life. And it, it doesn't take care of itself. You play a big part in that. So I would just encourage you to be reminded, you know, you need to be real and not perfect. And that's quite okay. And finally, my last bit of advice. Do not attempt to teach your children how to drive. <laughs> no more need to be said. Happy Father's Day, man, and may God richly bless your day. I'm just going to ask Chelsea and um, Chantal to come up and just for a minute say what it is about their, their dad that they want to...
going to cry. <laughs> um, I mean, what, what, what is there to say when you hear your father come up and say all those amazing things about himself and they're all the things you're trying to be to your own family and you wonder where you get it from, you know, you know that yeah, you're like God just, just loved us so much. We're so blessed to have been raised by the father God chose for us. And when dad says, you know, like we, we look like this close loving family, but of course we have our conflicts and our issues and our spats. And, you know, when dad says you can't choose your family, but you can choose to love them for who they individually are. Like he, to the nines, has taught us, like, you know, you'll find flaws and, and th- issues in everybody, but when you choose to see their good and love them for who they are, they will become beautiful and you'll see them the way God sees them and you'll love them like he made them to be loved. So I just... I don't know. I, there's nothing else to say. He's an amazing father. I'm so grateful. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't train him for the world. If God were to say, pick one of ten, I'd say no. <laughs> like, pick something else that I want to change. That's <laughs> one I'm happy with. <laughs> Why I let you go first? I should have gone first. <laughs> um, oh, gosh, I can't look at you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, everything that my dad came up here and spoke about, he really does live by. Um, wholeheartedly. Um, he really lets us be our own individuals, and he trusts in, in God and his faith that we will grow up as strong, independent, capable people, and we will find amazing spouses in our lives, and just, um, I don't know, he's, <laughs> he's done a great job, and he's, he's never been overbearing, or too, he's kind of has the right balance of everything, and I'm, I'm just really grateful for that, and uh, yeah, I think we, we did okay. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, Ray also has an amazing wife, Deborah, who's been a stay-at-home mom. Who's been an amazing support to him. <laughs> Jai. <laughs> you come. He's just looking at me. <laughs> Wow, you know what, it's, it's, it's very easy to talk about the Father's love when, when you're in the mountain, the high. But it's tough when you're, uh, you know, you're on the low and things the last two months, is, it's been tough. So, but you know what, what a great, great day to, to talk about a father when you have the best example in a in a house to visit us, Aristides, wow. If anybody wants to see and learn, that's the man. Uh, last night, I was, I was telling uh, Yak, last night I was writing notes. And, uh, and uh, my father, the heavenly father said, you know what, put the notes away. Uh, most of the scriptures that uh, talks about the, the God's love, Everybody knows. So don't, don't go that way. Talk, talk from your heart. Um, I know every day I get up for work, I know how much he loves me. I know what he does for me. You know, I, I walk out. I ask for patience. Uh, I, I ask for strength. I ask for help. Everything that I ask for, he gives it to me. I know how much he loves me. 
I know how much he loves my family. Um, you know, and that's, that's the father. That's the father you, wanna, you want to be to your kids. Um, you know, you don't want to be... Uh, if I go back to my father, and I, I mentioned this many times, my father was a good father. And uh, a man that everybody knows for he, how strong he was and how tough he was. He was a very good father. Now, was him a loving father? I don't think so. Because the thing is this. Now that I know God's love, I understand why what, there was something missing with him. Love is not about uh, what do you do. And love is not about the protection. He, see, the love that my, I, know for, I know from my dad, and, uh, you know, I always knew that he loved me. But I, if I look back and I say, you know what? It's not the, the, the love that I, I really desired. I know my, 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 my father loves me because he provided for the family. I know my father loved me because he, he, uh, he protected. Anywhere I was, if there was a, a confrontation, he was the first one to step in. But where, where the love you? Where's the hugs? Where's the, I'm proud of you? Where's the, uh, you know, you're a good man. You're a good boy. It wasn't there. And that's the love that a lot of the times we miss. That's the love that, uh, you know, a lot of us as Christians, we miss that love. I was reading, uh, you know, I, I, I read sometimes uh, sports uh, uh, magazines and stuff. And um, I was reading Bull Jackson, one of the most famous athletes in the States. The reason why he was famous because he was able to, to play two sports professionally. He played baseball and he played football. On an interview to a Sports Illustrated, he said, they asked him, and he said the only thing he regretted and he missed was his father's love. He would go back to the change room, and the fathers were all there celebrating the wins, the wins and his father wasn't there. And he actually paid, you know, because he could, his dad to fly everywhere he played. But he never showed up. So this is a guy that has money. This is a guy that is, is famous, you know, and he still miss that love. For, for, for me, in the last, not sure, a year or two, I realized, you know what? I was doing the same thing with God. The exact same thing. I knew he loved me because he protected me. I knew he loved me because he provided. Uh, the last 25 years I've been in this country, I never once was without a job. I always had a job. I always had food. I always had friends. I always had everybody, everything that I needed. Did I know his love? I don't think so. We've been Christians for, for, for many, many years. Do we know his love? You know what? Many times we know his love because we, he gives us the stuff that we want. He, he provides, he protects us. 
oh yeah, God protect me. I was almost an accident. He protected me. Do you know his real, you know, he wants to love you. He wants you to love him for his love, not for his protection or for, for, for his provision. That is coming. That is going to happen. But when you're on the low and you're on the things that are happening and you know that you need his love, that's when you realize, you know what, he's not, he's not only the God that protects you. He's not only the, the, the provider. No, he's, he actually loves you. I want to be that person. I don't want my kids to know that I love them because we always had food on the table. I always worked. I always protect them. I want them to know that I really love them. And my love is not about the things that I do or give them. My friends, I want my friends to know that I love them, not because uh, they called me and I went to help them move. No, no, no. I want you to be my friend and you know that I'm your friend because I love you. And that's what I, that's what I think. For me, I, I was missing for many, many years. And I think a lot of Christians miss that. Is we know God loves us. We know God protects us. We know God provides for us. But do you know the true love? Do you have that relationship with your father? That you walk out of the house and you talk to him like he's right there. You say, Father, you forgive me every day for what I did. And I know you love me. And I, I want a relationship with you. And I don't want just to love you because you, you, do, you do everything that you do for my family. That's the love that a lot of people need from the Father. Amen. <laughs> Kayla. Faith. <laughs> Just stand with Kayla. <laughs> I'm the oldest one. <laughs> I'm the younger one. <laughs> Are you going to say anything? Um, I don't know if, if Faith is going to say anything. And um, my older brother's not here, Adam, and David is obviously not here. So I'll speak. It's going to be hard. So my dad told you about how his dad is, that my grandfather was loved by protecting and providing. And then my dad encountered a different type of love when he came to know God, which is a love that is emotional and spiritual. It's not based on certain actions or things that we expect. And I feel like for the four of us, he's been the middle of who his father was and who God is, where he um, 
loves us unconditionally and constantly supports us, but he protects us from the world and has continuously provided us and uh, for us and taught us how to work really hard. Um, work's been seasons where he works multiple jobs um, to give us the best that he can. And then sometimes when the world's against you, he like takes you under his arm and he's like, you know, like when I lost a lot of weight and everyone was calling me anorexic in high school, he would say she's beautiful. She looks just like how she should look. Um, and just done that with all his children, you know, with my older brother when he's constantly being told that he's um like bad to be around, a bad influence and a rebellious child just like took him under his his arm and said, but like, you're my son and I love you and you're perfect to me. And um, same with David. David was in the hospital and David's going through his own thing and constantly dad is there trying to be a pillar, him and mom, and um, love us through our own weaknesses, love us when we're up, love us when we're down, but constantly it's, you never doubt um, his love and same with faith. We're all so different and faith is quiet and everyone always says she doesn't talk enough and all these things but um she's perfect to dad and she's his star and and not one of us feel jealous of the other um I love the way he loves me I love the way he loves faith and the way he loves David and Adam and how he pours into the 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 different relationships with the same passion and a hundred percent that none of us would have to feel like we're lacking um Yeah, he's just, I wouldn't trade him for the world. I love everything that you do and how strong you are, um, but that you have a soft side too, and you make each of us feel so special and loved, and um, you're a perfect mixture of grandpa and and God. (laughs) Um, So... I wanted to say something just because um, David and Adam aren't here, so I figured as a son-in-law, I might as well. I wanted to say something as another as another son. I think I said this to Isabel a couple of weeks ago. When I first walked into the house and I met you and Isabel, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, a beautiful girl. And she said I had to meet her parents first. Um, And we had the soccer thing in common. We still do. Um, But the thing that impacts me the most is you were the first. You pointed out Aristide, but I point you out. I want to raise you up. You were the first man to have a family around a table 
and thank Jesus for what he had provided for. You were the first, you were the first example to me what a, a, a man in a family, leading a family, following Jesus was like. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for the way you have forgiven people. It is a blessing to, to see how you treat Isabel. And that's been a huge example for me, how to lead Kayla, how to love Kayla and how to love a family. Um, and I can speak, I know I can speak for David, I can speak for Adam, and I can speak for the people around you. You are a great example. The way you are at work, the way you speak to people at work, the way you respond in situations. Um, it's, been, it's been incredible for me to see you as a father, as a person, and as a friend. So I want to thank you. Truly, thank you. And I love that you say that they can do it, even if it cuts it out of wire. Full. The, when I was, you know, thinking about the whole father and um, one of the things I thought of was, uh, or I've tried to live by, is that as I see a heavenly father, uh, he loves, that's how I try and love my kids. Um, it's a steep uh, standard to live by, but, but it's very enriching. Um, the, I told my kids this, but I didn't tell them what the story was going to be. But, uh, but when I was praying about this being a father, um, I was reminded of my kids when they were born. I don't know if you can do this in Canada, but, um, but in South Africa, I was... you allowed to be present at the birth. I'm not sure what the protocol is around here. Um, you're allowed to be present at the birth and, and be involved in the birth, uh, which I was with both my kids. And, um, and the uh, amazing thing was I had a high regard for the Heavenly Father's touch on my life. So that's a physical touch. I believe that um, the Heavenly Father wants to touch us. And, and that, having that in mind, what I wanted to do was, um, obviously the, uh, what was his name again? Uh, the guy that delivers the baby, not the midwife, the other guy. The? Uh, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but the guy that coaches you through the birth and all that, um, he, 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 was, 
He was the first person to touch the kid, but I wanted to be the first person to touch both my kids. Um, which involved, they allowed me to cut the cords of my kids. You know, when the kid comes out and, they, and you've got the placenta. There's <laughs> <laughs> too much detail, but... And uh, I'll never forget the OB, whatever he was. Um, he, uh, he would put the placenta on the bed um, to make sure all the pieces were there. And, and then he would give me the scissors to cut the cord on both my kids' lives. That, um, so none of them have got outies. So I did a good job. Um, <laughs> uh, so one of the other things that I, I wanted to do about touch was I wanted to be the first person to bath my kids. Because when they, when they birth, you... They bath them. And I didn't want the nurse to bath them. I wanted to bath them. Obviously, the nurse was standing next to me because you, with the first one, you're not really sure about the head being all wobbly and so on. You've got to hold the head. And, um, and I, I went through that routine. But what I want to demonstrate through this is this is the love of the Father for us. That's, that's what he, he coaxes us when we give our life to him, there's, there's a new birth that takes place. He, he wants to make sure with the placenta that, uh, you know, that there's nothing left behind. <laughs> there's a completely new, new birth that takes place when we give our lives to Christ. Um, the other point that I had was, because uh, I thought of the fathers-to-be and the fathers-in-the-making, Jathan, <laughs> is, is that to be a father, you must have a child. <laughs> you, if you've got no kids, you can't be a father. And, and I just felt that that was going to be a, it's a wonderful um, re- dynamic in your relationship with God that you're going to experience when, when you have kids. Um, that's stating the obvious. Uh, Jesus, the one scripture I had here was, uh, who, who is there that condemns us? Well, Christ Jesus, who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as he intercedes for us. And uh, that's, the standard that I want to live by is if Jesus is at the right hand of the Father pleading for me, prayer is a major thing for my kids. Um, and uh, yes, it's a struggle because when they're small, you, you have this, uh, this child, they do everything you tell them to do and then suddenly the will comes in, you know? And, and, and then it becomes a fight. Um, about children growing up and me as a father I have to adjust to that I can't treat my kids like they were when they were two years old now they're both in their 20s I I can't treat them like I treated them then and our heavenly father does the exact same thing with us as we grow and mature he coaxes us 
and he doesn't talk the same way he did when we first gave our lives to Christ. Um, <clears throat> so prayer was a crucial issue. I encourage you, even, even while it's in the tummy, <laughs> I, I really believe in that, that you can, you can pray over that life. Uh, one person used to say to me um, that a person is born never to die. It's either eternal life or depending on the discussions that we're having, eternal death. Um, but it's, it's either with the Lord or not. And, and that's the responsibility that I, I had when my kids were born is to realize they're both eternal beings. They're going to be with the Father. And I'm, I am so grateful that they're both independent of me have made a decision to follow Christ. Um, that, that is an amazing reward for me as a father. And if I feel like that, <laughs> how much more won't the Heavenly Father feel about us as we make decisions for God? Um, and then the last scripture I wanted to finish, more, more of a challenge. Um, it's out of 1 Corinthians uh, 4.15. And he says, and this is because I really believe in community. You know, talk about bringing kids up. Dedication is all about dedicating kids into this family. And we all have almost that responsibility of helping those parents bring the kids up. That's, the, that's part of what we believe dedication is about, is that we live in community. We live in relationship with each other. And... Uh, this, the scripture here out of Corinthians says, after, after all, though you may have 10,000 teachers, guides to direct you in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the glad tidings of the gospel. And the... Uh, the challenge for me in relationships with with each one of you here is is not so much to be a teacher because those are uh, as it says here a dime and a dozen you know you've got ten thousand teachers, but you don't have many fathers it's the fathers that we are exhorted to to be in community amen. Hey, John. John, you are. Sorry. Youngest first. The youngest of the older. No, I'm just kidding. Or other way around, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, there's so many thoughts racing through my head um, to kind of explain, um, I guess, how my, how my dad is help me grow and I think there's a few things that I, I guess I could emphasize is um, uh, one thing that I'm grateful for in my life is that my my father's my I guess my phys physical father Philip um, has allowed me to grow independently I think that's the greatest gift and trust even in God 
that he he has to do to is to allow to say to God, God, um, my children are your children. I'm not always going to intercede um, when you're uh, helping him grow, right? So my um, my dad really gave me a space to grow, and uh, and I. I don't know how much I can emphasize it, but almost the sense that's a huge trust in the Heavenly Father to essentially let their kids grow uh, in an independent sense, but also um, be brought into community. I think that's one important thing that my dad um, helped me learn, um, and hopefully I can pass it on to my kids. Um, the other thing that has always been... Um, a stable foundation of my life that I've seen in my father's life is is that he is he's always a man of peace is that like through every circumstance no matter what's going on and it's I'm kind of exposing myself here but um, years ago I uh, I drove into the back of a guy's Mercedes and it was a SUV and it would cost two thousand dollars to um, two thousand dollars that I had to pay because I, I bumped into the guy and I didn't actually have the money at the time, and the guy was very gracious at, at first, but then after maybe like a month or two, he really started to actually threaten me, right, uh, to uh, that I should pay him the money and stuff like that, but I didn't have the money and and so on, and then um, so the one day I decided I would meet with the guy, um, and my dad actually came with me, um, and. The, so I started talking to the guy, and he got very uh, confrontational with me, and like started to threaten me. And then, um, and I kind of, I guess, I got a little scared, and it just walked away from the guy. And then he started like chase, not chasing me, but just walking towards me and yelling at me. And then my dad stepped out the car, right? And it, it was amazing to see how when my dad interceded, that the peace of the guy and even the peace of my dad brought them to the same level. Right, and I think that's been a, a sturdy foundation in my life. Is that through um, many circumstances, um, I can see in my father and, and know even in my heavenly father that um, there's a sense of of peace over over his life. Right, and it's it's re- really encouraging um, to hold that. Uh, if I'm making sense, sorry. Hope I'm not. Yeah. Um, but that's all I wanted to actually say. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, when I think of you, Dad, I know the, I know the love of my Heavenly Father through you, because you've taught me unconditional love. You've taught me that I haven't put myself in ideal situations. I haven't made the best of choices sometimes. And even in those places, you've supported me and loved me no matter what. You haven't questioned what I've done. You've just been there and loved me through it. And And your loyalty towards the family, um, that, that you are, like what John says, that peace in the family, that um, 
you're always very level-headed. I've never known you to be anything but level-headed. That when conflict has arised, you've always been that sort of still, st- still voice in the family, the voice of reason, and um, everything that you've said, you echo for everything you've said today. And, um, and I know I can say for John and myself that we really love you and um, we appreciate you. And I appreciate the way you love Carter and how you show him how to be a good father. And uh, we just love you very much. <laughs> Jack, are you going to sing a song? Okay. Is the ice cream tr- is the truck there? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Father, we thank you that you are the example of of a father. God, I thank you that each one of us experiences that love that you have, Lord. Your word says that you're a father to the fatherless, to the widow and the orphan, that you lift us, Lord, as people, as humanity, as your children. Father, we thank you that we would learn to experience more and more of your love. And so we could express to the world what you really like. That you're loving, that you're kind, you're gracious, you're forgiving, slow to anger, merciful. We thank you for your presence among us as a community. We love you, Lord. And Father, even in our hearts, we just honor you as the Father, above all fathers that you are absolutely perfect. Amen.